What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show with me, Sean Sheehan, here on Sherdog.com. And it is another big edition of the betting show today as Bellator returns to my home country uh, of Ireland. It's the only big MMA this weekend, no UFC, so I have lots of bets for you. And before anyone gives out to me about being biased or ending with my picks... I've only one Irish person in my picks, so no bias is here. I'm 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 picking against how many? I'm picking against two Irish people. So, do you know I can't get fair than that. I I hope this video is out after the media day, so nobody gives out to me. But anyway, it, it shall be fine. Uh, we will uh, we'll go for it anyway. There's a few interesting prices on this. Uh, obviously, you know with Bellator as well, the, the bets aren't out sometimes until a bit later in terms of the props and everything like that. So all of my bets here, are go- I'm going for straight up bets. But I think there is, especially one or two of them, I think there is money to be made here. So it's interesting. Let's uh, let, we we'll get into our bets in a second. Last week, best week I would say in a long time. Obviously, we had one fight fall out uh, because of um, Aspenad missing weight. I'm going to take that as a win. Sarah McMahon won that fight. Aspenad never made it there. Nate Diaz rules she won it. But our flyer won. Uh, Corey Sandhagen won inside the distance. I got it at, at plus 450 myself, I think. Some people got it maybe a little bit less, some people got a bit more, but that was a, a really good price. Um, the Tony Gravely fight went the distance, and I think we'd, we'd one other winner as well, didn't we? So yeah, not a, not a bad day at all. Four out of uh, or, uh, four out of five, but or sorry, three out of five, but really three out of four because one of the bets didn't happen. So a very, very good week. We had a good week the week before. So let's keep it going here into Bellator Dublin. Let's get the bets Right again this week. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good one. I feel it. Uh, I'm gonna be up there. If anyone is up there, let me know. Call, say hello. We'll uh, I'll only fifteen quid each for a picture. You know, <laughs> I'm joking. But uh, yeah, if you're around and you're watching this, let me know. Um, say hello, and obviously we'll uh, we'll have a, a bit of a chat and let me know what bets you're doing as well in the comment section below here. If you're if traveling to the card or if you're just uh, watching at home in America or anywhere around the world, let me know your bet for the card on the uh, uh, in the comment section here. But as you bet as well, please. Bet responsibly. You know, I say it here all the time. Don't bet more than you can. You know, a lot of people you know, over in America now, maybe, you'll be betting on this car and it's in the middle of the day and stuff. Bit of crack, you know, a couple of drinks, five around the bed. Don't go mad. Don't go mad with it. So let's do that and let's uh, let's keep it uh, <coughs> even keeled and uh, and honest as well. So we won't, go, we won't go mad with it. But as I said, there are a few interesting bets here to look at and we shall do that. I'm going to start off. The first one is, okay, I'll start my Irish one, so we, we can leave the biases aside after that. But I, I don't feel this one is biased. My first bet, uh, I'm going for Liam McCourt, and she's minus 110. Uh, and I think, honestly, I think this is a very, very good price. Um, I, I I spoke to Leah the other day, and she seems in good spirits. Um, I think the the interview, it'll be around the same, same time as this, maybe already out uh, before this. But she... You know, she came into that last fight against Sinead Kavanagh, and it was a very kind of odd fight. And maybe people outside of Ireland wouldn't maybe get it, but you know, when two, when two American fighters fight, you know, it doesn't doesn't make a difference really. You know, you could be from what one could be from Wyoming, and the other could be from LA, and it'd make no difference. Now, Leah and Sinead are from different parts of uh, of the country. You know, Leah's up to Norton, Sinead is in Dublin, but still, they've trained together before. Leah used to fight out of. Uh, Owen Roddy's SBG gym, which is very much kind of, uh, you know, uh, or was anywhere, but kind of still is. You know, Owen Roddy trained Connor, and he used to train in SBG under John. It's very much kind of sister gyms, um, and 
I, I never expected him to fight. I think most people never expect him to fight. Now, Dim, Dim themselves, they both kind of did expect the fight, which I wasn't, uh, which I was kind of shocked by at the time. But long story short, there, that led to a very weird fight in terms of like the audience and the build up and all of that. And I think maybe that got the both of them a little bit, but. Also, you know, it got to Leanne. I was talking to her. She was injured in the fight. She had COVID two weeks before coming into it. Then Sinead got injured in the fight as well. And it just led. It was a, it was a very good fight, I thought. Of, uh, a brilliant one, but a weird one to be there for as well, just because of the, the atmosphere. But I think because she lost that fight, I think her stock is maybe, with the bookies, has gone down a bit. I think, with, you know, after listening to my interview, maybe maybe people understand what happened in the fight more than watching in the night. You know, and she, you know, and... Um, I think she's taken a lot of lessons from that. Spent her whole camp, or most of it anyway, over training with Molly McCann and Paddy Pimblett. So that's, you know, you couldn't get a better training partner in these uh, parts, I suppose, than uh, than Molly McCann. So I think the negative from that maybe has been turned into a positive, but it's more a negative with the bookies than I think maybe it should be. And her opponent here, Dana Silva, you know, she she's... <laughs> if you were to pick someone for Liam McCourt to fight... I, I think it'll be someone like Diana. I think she's a good fighter, but what what she is best at is kind of waiting on you, dragging you into a long fight and winning later, winning a decision after winning maybe you know the second half of the first round and the or sorry the second half of the second round and the third round. That's the type of fighter for me. She is keeping on the feet, pick away, pick away, pick away, and, and win a decision. I don't like. I ha- no. I watch a few other fights. There isn't. A pilot app online. Maybe I'm missing something around now, and maybe I'm missing that she's a world class wrestler or something like that. But from what I've seen, I think she can be taken down. I'm not saying she's a bad wrestler or bad underground or anything like that. But Leah is very big for the division, very strong for the division, and has really, really good judo. If she pushes you against the cage, takes you down. She's very good there and very good on the ground. Now, you know, I asked her about her striking. That's obviously improving. Uh, and something that will need to improve. I think if this turns into a striker matchup, I think she'll probably lose that fight. I think Silva would win that fight. But I too think Leah will be strong enough and smart enough to put her down. And as well, I think, you know, she kind of said to me in an interview as well, she, she wants to develop a bit of a nasty streak because when she did hurt her leg in the last one, she didn't want to kick it and she felt a bit bad for her, which is like awful in the fight, but a great thing to learn as you go towards your next fight because that's the sort of mistake I would say you'd never make again as a fighter. And that could turn into one of these fights uh, too in terms of like she will need to land big shots in certain places to win it. And, uh, you know, with that behind her, I think it'll help. So, yeah, I I think Leo will win this fight. I really do. Like, I think... And the reason I said as well at the start here why I, I think this fight is made for Liam McCourt... Is like I think the biggest issue for Leah at the moment, and it probably will be for the next year or two years, maybe, will be her striking early, I think. And if she comes in against someone who can hit very hard. Like, if she went in there against Cyborg, it'd be difficult. You know, Sinead Cavanagh, the fight turned into a bit of a different fight at the start, but Sinead would be another one where I think striking with Sinead early would be an issue for Leah or maybe other people in the division. You know, that was the case in the Sinead Harding fight, and she still won it. With, with Silva, I, I don't think she's like a big, massive hitter early. I think she's more of an accumulation type of fighter on the feet. So the first maybe two or three minutes on the feet, if it does stay there, I think Leah will be okay. And then use that time 
to maybe draw her into a false insecurity to put her on the ground and I think Leal have a massive advantage there that's the way I see the fight going really and that that is I think almost it's very hard to think of another way the fight goes unless Leah can't take her down I don't see that unless she can't take her down and uh, Silva wins the fight on the field and, and it's just a three round decision like that uh, but I can't see that happen. I do think Leah will get her down at some stage. I could see Leah finishing her. I think she probably will finish her. But if she doesn't, I, look, all she needs to do is get two takedowns in this fight, I think, and, and she's going to win either decision or she'll get the finish. Uh, one takedown might be enough. So at minus 110, yeah, I think that's a good price. I think I think that's a good price. They're just about, like Leah, yesterday, uh, when I looked at these bets, she was, let me just check again here, she was minus 115. She actually come into minus one. Do you know what? I'm, uh, no, yeah, she's sorry. She's minus 115 now. Uh, Diana Silva is minus 105. So I, it's it's kind of it's kind of going back and forth there. I, I think you can look at the, yeah, you can here. So um, the fight start. Leah was, um, sorry, Diana Silva was minus... Uh, sorry, plus 155 when the betting started and that was into minus 107. Uh, Leah was minus 185 and now uh, she is into, what was the price they gave her? Minus 110. So maybe wait later in the week. If that price is coming in, maybe I got I got it uh, sideways there. So yeah, let, me, let me tell you that again. So Leah started minus 185. Now she's minus 110. Uh, Diana Silva started at... M- plus 155 and now she's minus 107 minus 105 i see she's minus 120 here even one place so yeah maybe wait later in the week although you never know media day and stuff when people hear leah speak maybe now is the time yeah maybe now is the time because i think that is a good price and i would, I would go for leah now uh, at that price uh right let's move on i'll give you my uh, next bet here and this bet i'm going for you know off of, off of feel maybe more than anything else but also off another interview i did last week so i'm going for Asel Adju. he is plus 135 over jordan barton um now first of all maybe, maybe on on uh, on jordan barton himself he's more experienced Asel is only four fights he's this is 11 fight 29 years of age fighting out of manchester top team you know with the likes of uh brennan lachnan and uh kane musa is on this card i think he's fighting out of there as well and others and he has some very very good wins and a very good opponent as well um you know he's fought okay he's lost to both kieran clark and james Hinden, but two very tough guys to fight uh earlier in your career and you know as I mentioned as well in, in the previous show, I did he fought against Manny Akpan and beat him as an amateur back in 2016. And, you know, he has, um, you know, he's a pretty good finishing rate for uh, wins by knockout and, and one by submission. And he's a good all-around, well-rounded fighter. Um, though his opponent, though, Asela Jew, and the one thing I think about him is I think he's, I think he has the class and the skill. Of this one, right? Now, okay, I, I talked about the interview I did uh, the other day. Uh, and if you actually go to the uh, Bellator Dublin homepage, you'll actually see the interview. It's the one with Peter Queeley. And it comes up right at the bottom of that. So click on that and have a have a listen to it if you haven't heard it. It's actually really, to, not to, to pat myself in the back here, and I will. It's a really good interview. Peter's Peter's a guy who comes across sometimes in interviews. And I think he kind of said it himself in replying to the interview. That's like, Sean asked different questions there. So I tried to, you know, I, I had to be on my game for that one. And it was very good. Peter's, he's a lovely guy when you get chatting to him and I think he's very uh, a, a very um, you know a very open book as well and when you ask him the right questions I think he did a great job there talking about sleep and he's carrying everything so check that interview anyway 
Again, long story short, he, I asked him on that, uh, and I've been meaning to ask more people. But remember Ariel asked uh, Brian Stan, like, who is the fighter around the world that you have to say? And he said Shemayev. Remember years ago? And uh, I asked Peter Quill the same question. He told me the guy was Asela Jew. So Asela's here. He's fighting on this card only a week, two weeks later, whatever it is, and he's plus 130. Now, wouldn't I be so may have to ask that question and <laughs> not back a sell at that price? Okay, he's 3 and 1, right? I was at his pro debut, the fight he lost against uh, Constantine Blanita, who is another really, really good prospect fighting out of uh, fighting out of Team Rhino. He hasn't fought since then, actually. Maybe I must, I must inquire uh, where he's been, actually, because he's a, another really, really good prospect as well. Won three fights since then. Um, has uh, has a cell, two of them inside the distance, uh, fighting out in... He fought in UAE Warriors a couple of times, fought once in Bellator, and now he's back, obviously, fighting in Bellator again. And, you know, I, I went and I looked at him a little bit closer after Peter Queeley said that about him, and I am impressed, too. He's, he is my type of fighter. You know, he fights long on the outside and his moves very, very well and throws kicks and long jabs and one-twos down the middle. He's just an exciting, very, very skilled fighter and skillful as well, I would say. You know, he is a silky kind of hot stepper, if you want to put it that way. I, I just... He's like he's the type of fighter. You can see the, the, the guys on the, the wall behind me. He's the type of fighter I like, you know? He, he moves well and he just does everything with kind of a a confidence. We saw Javid Basher at the last day in the UFC. And uh, I said on, uh, on one of my podcasts afterwards, I think this guy's a future champion just because of the way he moves and the confidence with which he does it. And I feel Asel has a bit of that as well. You can understand from Peter Quayley's point of view why he's saying that after watching a couple of uh, a couple of his fights, the way he moves. Now, I'm not going out and saying, oh, Asel's going to be a champion or UFC champion. Or thing. I leave that to Peter. <laughs> but... You know, he has he has all the tools and he's really, really good. You know, it says a lot about Constantine Blanita as well, the fact that he's been him. I'd love to maybe, I know about seeing that fight again, but maybe down the line, but I'd love to see Constantine back in there as well. And, um, you know, a sell in this fight against Jordan Barton. It's a tough test, another tough test again. I think most of his fights have been that so far. Um, but I think he can do it. And at that price as well. I, I just think that movement on the outside, if he can land a big shot, um, I, I believe he, you know he's good against the cage and on the on the ground as well. So I, I think he'll do it. I, I think he can do it. And a plus one thirty, I think that's a pretty good price. Right, next bet here. I'm going for Georgie Carcanyon. Maybe this is a fight that's kind of uh, flying under the radar, but he's minus one ninety five um, because it's not you know one of the big Irish names. Um, in either blue or red corner here, Carcanyon against Ken Musa, um, but like. Camus has been around for a long time, as has Georgie, obviously, and you know, he's fought some good guys. Um, I think this might be a little bit of a struggle, like the other people from this part of the world, maybe, that, that Georgie has fought. Um, because if you look at his fights, right, he he's a guy that can kind of do it all. He's a guy that can... If he needs to strike, if he needs to to hit you, he's seven knockouts. If he needs to submit you, he's seven, uh, 16 submissions. You know, he submitted Kiefer Crosby. He submitted Paul Redmond. Took the fights to the ground, beat him there against very, very good guys in this part of the world, you know? 
And I think it's going to be a similar thing with Kane Musa, honestly. And, you know, Kane is a good striker. Kane is a good wrestler. He can, he can fight all around. Now, Saul Rogers beat Georgie as well. Maybe I, I should mention that. But I just think that Georgie is going to be a little bit maybe too streetwise for him. And I think if he can get the fight to the ground... Um, if he can dominate on top, even I, I think I love his ground about. I love the way he kind of takes the back of a guy with I uh, guess maybe like one hook in on one side even, or else just kind of rides out the back, traps one leg and lands at ground pound. You know, uh, Dan Henderson against Fedor style with the the, the up on the side. You see Georgie doing that the other time. I think he's very very good at that, and I think that might be where he gets the win here. Now you know Ken Moose has only been finished once ever in his career, um, and that was. Uh, that was against Marcia Casey, who obviously we see in the UFC now. And that was, what, six years ago? 2016, yeah. So he's beat some good guys. You know, he's beat Miles Price in the PFL at the moment, who was a win over Peter Quayley. Um, You know, he, he fought Davy Galan last time out, lost a decision in that one back in 2021. But, so, like, Ken Moose is not a bad fighter at all. I wouldn't say that. But I just think Georgie. I think he's probably just a little bit better everywhere. And I think at minus 195, I think that's a pretty good price uh, to go in there and bet him, maybe draw into an ACAR or something like that. But yeah, I like uh, I like Georgie at that price. Um, the next fighter I'm going for um, is Benson Henderson. I- I'm going for him to win at minus 210. Uh, I-, I just think it's another... And I look as much as I would like to show my biases here and pick the Irish guy in the main event. I just... You know, it's it's hard to talk yourself into it, to be honest. Um, and I, I kind of even said that to Peter, like, it's... Benson Henderson is, is like, a, a, you know, a version of Peter Quida that has gotten a lot higher up, I suppose, in... But Bellator, but in the UFC, obviously, as well, being a champion there. Like, what Peter Quida is great at is staying in there, using his cardio, using his pace to beat you. Now, maybe Vincent Anderson doesn't use his pace to beat you, but he does use his cardio. He lands a lot of shots, throws a lot. Maybe he doesn't have the biggest power in the world. I don't think Peter has the biggest power in the world, but he kind of stays in there and he refuses to lose. Like, I think the best thing about Peter Queeley is his refusal to lose. Now, I think Vincent Henderson has... You know, he, I, I wouldn't say he was that necessarily. I think that's where they probably diverge. I think he is a very skilled fighter. Not to say that Peter isn't skilled, but on, on Benson himself, a very, very skilled fighter. Obviously, you know, I think he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu now, isn't he, as well? And he, he has the wrestling. He has the striking. He has the, the, the cardio. The one question I would say about Benson, and I suppose this is more discussion for the preview show, which I have talked about there as well, I, I, I suppose it would be like, he just signed a new four or five contract. Um, how much of his mind is in it? And, you know, how well prepared is he for this fight? Would be the other thing now, I have probably great confidence in him that he will be prepared. But I suppose that is all, always a question, uh, no matter who it is. When, you know, people often say, oh, he's one step out the door, he's talking about retirement. And that, I, I like... I don't agree with that necessarily about anyone, but it's it, sometimes it is true. Sometimes it is true, and it's definitely a thing worth mentioning. But I just think, like it's 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 this saying this has bit me in the arse a few times over the last while. I said it with Leon Edwards, and I said it with a few more. I just think he's a little bit better everywhere, you know. And I think he's a the, and the, the biggest part of it as well. I think he's a little bit better. Everywhere that Peter Queeley is very good with that cardio, with the pace. I just think Benson is too good. Like, 
if Peter Queeley comes on with his big pace in the third, fourth round, will Benson be the sort of guy that will will to it? Will he tire to Peter Queeley's face? I don't think he will. Like, will when Peter pushes him against the cage, if he does, will Benson just be like there to be taken down? Or will, uh, not that he'd just be there to be taken down, but will uh, Peter have the ability to take him down? Will Benson, you know, will Benson's defences fail? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he's the type of guy that will do that. And you know, it could be one of those fights as well where Benson maybe. And now the one thing, the one the other thing I would say, and I'm, I'm going to get to my own bed here. He keeps talking about wanting to put on a show for the Irish fans, and this is not a thing. You know, everyone says oh, I want to put on a show for the fans. Peter Cree or um, Benson Anderson fought against Miles Jury. Let me just check exactly when it was. Uh, it, it was on in Ireland, and it was in 2019, and it was a unanimous decision. Boring fight, really boring fight. You know, Miles Jury gave probably the most boring interview I've ever I've ever seen before that fight. It was it was awful, and it was just all around. It was one of those fights that everyone in Ireland wanted to see. You know, the two ex UFC guys, the ex UFC champion, and it turned into an absolute snooze fest. And I think that kind of hurt Benson Henderson a little bit because he got a great reception when he was coming out. They were like, "Oh, this is Benson Henderson. This is a star," and he got a star reception. And then it wasn't a great fight. And he said the second. He did an interview after that fight. He said, I'm going to come back here again and I'm going to put on a show. I can't leave it like that with the Irish fans. They were so good to me. They gave him, like, Benson got a better reception there than he's got anywhere in the world, I would say. A lot of fans in Ireland. And he keeps saying for the, for the last, what is it, three years now that he wants to put on that show again. And... I wonder how that plays into it. Like, will he fight differently? Will he come out striking? Now, maybe that learn lead to an early finish. Or maybe it'll lead to him getting tired. Or maybe it'll lead to him playing into Queeley's hands a little bit. Um, I honestly don't know. I don't I don't get a read in that one. But what I do think, I still think he'll win. You know, and I think... Uh, I think I think he'll dominate the fight, if I'm being honest. Now, not that I hope I'm wrong, but I'd love I'd love to see an Irish guy doing well today. I know, all biases aside and everything here. We are, you know, if you're American, you want to see American. If you're Irish, you want to see Irish. If you're Brazilian, you want to see Brazilians doing well. But I, I, I have to go with my head here instead of my heart when I'm betting in my pocket maybe as well and uh, yeah I, I, I'll go for Vincent Henderson in that one so for my uh, flyer this week I'm, I'm not going to lie lads I'm not going to lie I had another flyer I recorded it sent it in and went and looked at my phone and my flyer for the week was gone the, flood, the fight fell out so I'm giving you another flyer here now this is Slim Pickens, right? <laughs> this is Slim Pickens. As I record this, there's no prop bets out yet, so I have to go. I have to go wild. I have to go for a wild one here. And my prop bet, not prop bet, but my flyer bet for this week. I, I told you I'm going mad, and I am going mad. I am going for Melvin Manhoof at plus 500. To beat you, Eleanor Miro. Now, we have to go mad here. We have to go mad. There was another bet I was looking at. It was a little bit less mad while still being a bit mad. But, I, I, and do you know what? I've, I have a sneaky feeling this is going to be a different fight than what people are, are uh, expecting. I talked about it on the, the preview show. And I kind of stick by it, I think. I think Melvin Manoff will force you, Eleanor Miro, into a fight. Like, we know, we all know you well, right? And we look at him and we see this kind of, this weight, 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 pop into shots and try to knock a guy out, right? And most people, because they're fighting Yoel Romero and they know his power and they know the insane way he fights, they will wait 
Because what is the alternative? If you go in and you go inside, your whale is just going to crack you and knock you out. If you wait, he's going to. It's there's going to be less chance of him cracking you and knocking you out. The the guy who beat him very uh, well over ten rounds was Robert Whitaker, and what he did was he never waited. He was first before he went all the time, broke his rhythm, never gave him a second to unleash a big shot. Now, he got one or two off, but you know what I mean. For Melvin Manhoof, I don't think this is an opportunity to just wait on the outside because there's waiting a certain amount of time, right? And then you come in and try to land a big shot, but Yoel is more likely. He's more athletic. He's faster. He probably at this stage of his career, maybe not hits harder in terms of punching, but... Uh, <laughs> you see, probably lands harder if you want to put it that way. Big flying knees, big elbows, maybe a big punch as well. So I, I think Melvin's going to have to attack him. Really, I think it's the only way he's going to beat him. And asking Melvin Manoff to attack you, that's a dangerous game to play. It really, really is a dangerous game to play. Now, this is, I'm, I look. Who do you think? Who do I think will win? I think it'd be Joel Romero. But at plus five hundred, at plus five hundred, I, 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 <laughs> I, it's madness. It is madness. I don't think he'll come off. But is there that chance? I'm going to be there. Like there's going to be magic in the air. Is there just a slim chance that Melvin Hanov lands that big shot and knocks Joel Romero out? Because most, like most lads who come in and go toe to toe with Joel Romero, don't actually have the power to knock Joel Romero out. Does Melvin Manoff have the power to not... Let, let's say, right, Joel Romero stood there and Melvin Manoff threw one punch at him and hit him square in the face as hard as he can. Do you think he can knock Joel Romero out? I think he does, yeah. <laughs> I think... I think... I think... I think that's a possibility. Will it happen? Is it a probability? It's definitely not a probability. Is it a slight possibility? Yes, it's a slight possibility. Is it a possibility? That's, you know, borderline. But... Plus 500, Melvin Manhoof, knocking out Yoel Romero. Why not? Why not? So yeah, those are my five bets. I'll run through some of the other ones. There's no other events on this week. We've done a white contender series. Obviously, by the time this will be out, uh, it, will have, uh, it will have been done already. But uh, I'll run through some of the other, uh, and all of the, the prices from Bellator, in fact. I'll go from bottom to the top, so... Alex Bodnardin is plus 240 against uh, Kenny Mokahana. If you don't know Kenny's friends, Malambo's brother fights out of SPG as well. Very good guy on, on his way uh, on his way up. I think that price is just about right. Uh, Dennis Sell, uh, which, who was my second bet of the week, he's plus 130. Uh, Jordan Barton is minus 165. Uh, Dante Shiro is plus, sorry, minus 200. Over Luca Palat, plus 160. Derek Kelly. Now, Derek Kelly, very, very good prospect on the way up. Minus 400, plus 300 for Kai Stevens. Uh, I think that's a bit wide as well, but I, I, I might have a minus 300, minus 350 maybe. So uh, I do think Derek Kelly will win there. Georgia Canyon then, um, a few different price series around minus 190, minus 195-ish over Kane Musa, plus 165. Uh, Arvaldo Silva, plus 300, minus 400 for Brian Moore. You know, Brian is another one I think will win. Minus 400, I wouldn't be trying in as one of my bets this week, but I do think that's the right price him, to be honest. Um, George Sassoon in plus, uh, what is he here? Just looking at it here again. Plus 340. Um, 
and Kieran Clark is minus four. 25. A very interesting line of Mads Burnell, Pedro Carvalho, plus 350 for Pedro, minus 450 for Mads Burnell. I know the props aren't out yet, but I would, I'd probably avoid backing Mads in that one with Pedro Early. You know, first round KO for Pedro. Back, it'll probably be, if he's plus uh, 350 here, it'll probably be like plus 1200 or something like that. I think Mads Burnell will win this fight, you know, there's no doubt about that, I think most people would, he's minus 450, I'm not saying anything crazy there, but if Mads goes in there and tries to fight with Pedro early, Pedro can crack anyone, he really can, he hits very, very hard, uh, and that'd be the best, that'd be a, definitely a flyer bet I would do there, back in the price that I think it will be, because that's a big price for someone who hits that hard, uh, Liam McCourty minus, um, uh, Dennis Silva, sorry, is minus 105, Liam McCourt is minus one. 10 and Vincent Henderson plus uh, minus two sorry minus, down to minus 200 now but minus 200 Vincent Henderson uh, plus 160 for Peter Quayley Vincent's price has gone from minus 240 into minus 200 very interesting let's look at Peter Quayley plus 190 into plus 160 so a lot of movement there there's a lot of movement going on in those prices coming up to this friday so it'll be interesting to see where we are uh come friday night and where those prices are going even by the time this video comes out there'll probably be a bit of movement in those prices so very interesting times very interesting lines here for bellator on friday night all right quick recap of the bets for the week uh i'm going liam mccourt straight up minus 110 Asel Adieu plus uh, 130. Georgie Carcanyon over Ken Musa at minus 195. Vincent Henderson minus 110 in the main event. And the crazy mad flyer of the week. <sighs> I'll say it again. Melvin Manov plus 500. Probably not. Against Joel Rivera. All right, everyone, that is it. If you're around Dublin, you see me, say hello. Uh, let me know what bets you're betting on this week as well. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a fun week. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, tuning in, and let me know your bets as well. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.